Yeah, well, we we have been having a lot of fun, Lisa Skolnick and Anda, um, sampling your your wonderful products from a company. The company is called Crepini, right? Correct. Crepini. Where are yes. you? Where are you, by the way? This We're is located We're in uh, Hopewell Junction, New York. Oh, good. Okay. And, um, and now, Lisa, I, your husband was one of the founders. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Well, his parents. Um, so my in-laws, Paula and Eric, um, they founded the company in 2007. They kind of had a midlife crisis, uh, sold their IT company, sold their home, <laughs> and were like, let's make crepes. Um, <laughs> and, you know, my um, both my in-laws are from the Soviet Union. My mother-in-law, Paula, she, um, she's from Ukraine. And my father-in-law, Eric, he's from Moldova. And um, when they came to America, respectively with their own families, um, when they were both around 10 years old, uh, Paula and her family stopped in France and fell in love with crepes. They, there's also, um, you know, in the, the Ukrainian-Russian culture, they eat a crepe too. Um, it's referred to as a bellini. So then when they stopped in France, they fell in love with the French crepe and kind of adapted the recipe between a French crepe, a Russian Bellini, and that's kind of where the name Crepini comes from. Oh, I didn't know that. None of the literature told me that. No, no, that's he, interesting. Here's a really dumb question, but I guess it's, it's, it's on everybody's mind anyway. How, how, how do you Ukrainians and you Russians, how do you get along? Well, um, so I'm I'm very Americanized. Um, okay. So my <laughs> yeah. So my um, this is Lisa, by the way. Um, my in-laws, you know, they both fled the Soviet Union, and you know, they they fled communism back in the 70s. So they my, and my husband as well. He is first generation American. He. They all speak fluent Russian because um, that was the language when they lived there. Oh, yeah, um, but right. they they haven't been back. No plans on going back. <laughs> right. Well, um, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, my uh, our daughter-in-law, um, her grandmother and grandfather were from Poland, and they they left Poland. And, and fled to um, Germany, where um, the the boy child was born. And I guess things I don't know the direct details because um, I didn't know when they were alive. I didn't know them. Um, but they then left Germany and went to Brazil. And there, the uh, my daughter-in-law's mother was born. And then they picked up and and came to New York and picked up a brand new, speaking no English whatsoever, picked up a fabulous life because mm-hmm. the um, the Bobster was um, a fantastic seamstress. 
and so um, that's how, and, I mean, she was able to navigate without any English or anything. The American dream, bought her own house, the whole thing. It's, it, I mean, it's a very inspiring story. That's amazing. Well, yeah, I mean, it was, it's really amazing. But um, they won't, they're not going back either. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but, okay, so... Um, Give us the backstory of this. I'm rambling on. I'm afraid, but give us the, I'm finding the whole ethnicity of this production amazing. <laughs> so, um, the world, the world is so small. Yes. Um, tell us exactly the backstory of how they started doing this. That they were impressed in France, and there was nothing like that, and so they got tired of their corporate jobs and then decided to make it sounds like a fiction doesn't it yeah go ahead ahead, you go ahead no 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 i was just i was going to say that um (laughs) yes uh my myself having been the president of the specialty food association uh paula and eric were very typical of people we would see coming into specialty foods um, because a lot of them tended not to have any knowledge of the food industry uh, or any contacts in sales <laughs> or marketing, but they were passionate and determined to make Crepini happen. And, you know, when you start out, it, we're talking 2007, and here we are 2023, they're a real success story because very few uh, new businesses, and especially in food, uh, can have that kind of sustainability. Uh, they started in Brooklyn. Well, first they started in their own kitchen, in their own house, mm-hmm. and they were making the product themselves. And, and when they realized that you know, their uh, demand sort of exceeded their supply, they <laughs> uh, built two lines. They were in Brooklyn, um, New York wow. at the time. And then... In 2000, late 2019, they moved to Hudson Valley in Hopewell Junction, which is where the business is today. Uh, they were in about 33,000 square feet. Um, they had about eight lines for their product. And just recently, actually within the first quarter of, uh, of this year, uh, they, completed, uh, they completed an expansion of the facility. So we're in nearly 100,000 square feet. So wow. it's um, it's really uh, it's really an exciting time for the company. But you know the other thing I wanted to mention because Lisa is the chief marketing officer and she's the daughter-in-law of the founders. Um, both Sam Eric. and Ari, who are only two, no, Sam and uh, Ari are okay. the sons. Uh, Eric is her husband, Eric. though. Yeah, Eric her husband is, is Eric. Okay. It's Paula's husband. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, explain to me, I had here that you're president. You're president of? Corpini, yes, that's correct. Corpini, okay. But before that, you were with Specialty Food Association? Yes, I was the president of this. Yeah, so everyone knows the Fancy Food Show, and we own and operate the Fancy Food Show, and had, oh, over 3,000, you know, small entrepreneurial Members um, in the food industry. Yeah, but what and I was we say we used to walk is, that floor for three days. It's now even yeah, too I big for us to do. Yeah, 
Yes. It can be exhausting, especially the New York show. Um, yes. Yeah, but what I was going to say is, uh, you know, uh, Lisa was talking about Paul and Eric, who are the founders, and Sam, their oldest son, who is Lisa's husband. They have another son, Ari, who actually heads up production. Sam heads up sales. And Ari's wife, Jocelyn, also uh, is part of the business. And wow. I think what kind of distinguishes this company is it's not only family run, but they really make people feel like they're part of the family. We take really a lot of seriousness with food safety. We do a lot of training of our folks. Um, you know, and even in terms of the community, 96% of our ingredients are local to New York State. And all our packaging comes from the U.S. So we're really focused on uh, family, community, um, you know, in caring and really, really caring about one another. And I, I think that's really part of the success of the business is that, that sense of belonging um, by, by our workers and you know, certainly by the family. And someone like me who is not part of the family but feels like part of the family um, type of business that, that Crepini is. Yeah, I, mean, I, I feel it when I'm eating these things. I feel like it's, it's a family affair. I don't know why. Yeah, well, let's, let's talk about the, 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 the customer with the receiving end. Mm -hmm. what, 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 do they, what do they get? What, what, what is it that they're stocking their larder with exactly? I mean, I think I think I, I know what a crepe is, but I'll bet a lot of our listeners don't don't have don't have the slightest clue what a crepe is. Oh, you you want to know what their products, the company's products are, rather? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Lisa, you want to take that? Sure. Uh, so this is Lisa. Um, so a crepe is basically a very thin, durable, batter-based product. Um, it's you know for the American listener, it's a pancake on a diet, <laughs> but not on a diet. Okay. It's, a, it's a skinny, it's a skinny pancake. So it's um, so, so, a thin, so, so, durable so, so, pancake. So it's like that a, you it's can, like a, it's like a pancake. Right. It's just it's a thinner pancake um, that you know you can fold, you can roll, you can wrap, you can. Uh -huh. I mean, our our wraps you can form into these really cute little cups um, that I love to use for appetizers. And so not only do we make a gluten-free traditional crepe, but we also make um, our, our baseline is an egg-based crepe. So those are low-carb, zero to low-carb, very low-calorie, um, very neutral taste. You can put sweet, savory, anything goes in them. Um, and then we also recently just launched, uh, we call them our omelets to go. They're a thicker wrap with, I'm sorry? Okay. Hello? Um, they're, yeah, she's back. They're, they're a thicker yeah. wrap, um, and they we have our egg white and whole egg version that are just filled with cheddar cheese. And then we also have um, our newest ones. They're cheddar cheese with sausage or cheddar cheese with uh, bacon. Those are ready to eat or heat. You they are can... so incredibly convenient. I mean, I, I can't get over how convenient they are. 
I mean, they I really I just, are. Oh, they're just, they're wonderful. And I happen to be, <laughs> for better or worse, um, a, a very experienced egg white only omelet. <laughs> and it's not that easy getting a good one. And yours is terrific. I loved it. Thank you so much. I I am a, a mother of two little ones. And in the mornings, you know, the mornings are the craziest. And I really enjoy popping them in the microwave quickly. My, my two-year-old loves them too. So yeah. breakfast is very quick at our house. It's very easy. Pop in the microwave, 30 to 45 seconds for each. And it's just you have breakfast in two minutes for all oh, of us. It's wonderful. It's great. Now, Thank you. You, you, you have some in the freezer. and some that. When you take them out of the freezer, and what do you do? Do you thaw them or do you just put them in the microwave for longer? Um, I personally think they taste better when you thaw them. Okay. You can microwave them, but I find them to be more enjoyable when you let them thaw. But the thawing doesn't, thawing doesn't take very long, right? No, it doesn't. Yeah, it takes like 60 seconds. Um. I would say longer than, I mean, in the microwave, it, it 30 probably to 40. Was 30 to 40. From frozen, I would say maybe maybe like two minutes. And what do you think? Okay. Yeah, I would say so. They do defrost very, very quickly. Omelets obviously would take much longer. Um, you know, you, you yeah. need to, uh, to leave it out. Or, you know, just leave it in the refrigerator overnight. That's kind of the easiest yeah. way to deal with it. And then you pull it yeah. out of the fridge pop it in the microwave, you really, I tend to even not microwave them for more than 15 or 20 seconds. It gets the cheese nice and soft, and it keeps everything together. So it's, um, it's really great that way. Well, just, I don't want any confusion from our listeners. Can you just sort of run through the various products you have so that they get a, a picture of this? Okay, I can. I, let me let me take okay. that. Yeah, sure. I'm happy to. This is Anne. Um, okay. Oh, by the way, your your name is spelt right. <laughs> no e. <laughs> okay. No e. Very short as well. Yeah. Um, first and I know actually uh, somebody who's shorter. Her name is A A N. <laughs> her her parents sure. are kind of crackpots, you know. <laughs> oh my. Okay, so no, go ahead. You're good. No. So if you look at our baseline products, our baseline products are what, what are called egg wraps. And as Lisa was, was saying, they're zero to no carb, they're gluten-free, they're very low calorie, uh, and they come in two sizes, a small size, which is about five to six inch diameter, and a grande size, which is about a 10 inch diameter. We have a version that's with cauliflower, and we also have a version that's with gluten-free grains. So the gluten-free grains is very, very, very mild, and the cauliflower has, you know, a little bit more kick to it. So pretty much that's what our baseline wraps are, and they're called Crepini egg wraps. Then recently what we've done is, having listened to the consumer, we see that there's this kind of need products on the go, need something that I can feel good about or give to my kids when they come home and I don't want them snacking on junk and 
I really need something quick but delicious and fulfilling and feel good about for breakfast. So we developed a line of omelets, one with just cheese, cheddar cheese, one with cheddar and bacon, and one with um, uh, cheddar and sausage. Sausage, that's said, my wow, favorite. That's like, yeah, it's really delicious. That's my and favorite. And we said, you know, those are great, really great for breakfast. What if we try to do something that could also be maybe for lunch, a quick snack, a super light dinner, and what we've developed is what's called wrap-ups, and we have a pepperoni, an uncured pepperoni and mozzarella version that's just like out of this world. So that's kind of our current lineup of of products, and um, yeah, it's really it's really an exciting time for us because I think it not only is going to help us with our current uh, distribution and with our distributors and with our retailers but also give us the opportunity to uh, you know, extend our distribution into other channels because we think there's lots of opportunity for things that are you know, re- ready to go, uh, you know, grab and go kind of uh, behavior. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit all the sweet spots for expansion because, because I mean, you, you touch on everything that they've done with these surveys post um, whatever pandemic. Uh, and people mm-hmm. are pushed even closer to what what they demand from a product, and um, you're hitting all the marks with that. Uh, the convenience, the um, uh, health conscious, um, mm-hmm. the portability, uh, you know, all of it. So you're on a big track here on that. What what would you do next? Well, that's a good question. We probably will have more <laughs> versions, especially of wrap-ups, uh, if we can uh, have the right kind of uh, what type of cheese and what type of meat should be, you know, a, a big behavior kind of um, item that consumer says, oh, I know what that is, and now I can get it quick, and I now I can get it with great protein and still really low carb and, um, you know, tastes delicious and it's satiating. So, yeah, it's like we're always looking at sort of new products. Uh, you know, we're looking at alternative channels of distribution, which is, you know, another area. Because you don't want to proliferate too much without making sure that the baseline is selling really, really well. But, um, yeah, I think our, our focus is in both directions for sure. Well, and then are you, you're going to continue the fancy um, uh, food show tradition? I'm sorry, say it again. Are, are you participating in the fancy food show? I mean, they're just wrapping up all their um, uh, Sophie Awards now. Have you gotten yeah. awards? We have in the past. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I should have mentioned there's actually one other product line I failed to mention, and that, and that is we've actually developed a traditional crepe. So we have the egg craft, oh, right. which is a type of crepe, but now we have also the traditional crepe. And what does, right. we have one that's the original um, sort of traditional crepe, which is kind of on the sweet side. And then we developed a Parmesan version. We call them Paula's original crepes. Uh, oh, wow. So it's, it's after the founder. And the really cool thing about these, which is distinctive from any other crepe that you can find on the market, is that they are gluten-free because they're made with oat flour. They're not made with regular wheat flour. So that's 
really, really a cool uh, innovation as well. So it's a really huge niche. I'm, I'm amazed. You know, I've been doing this for a long time, but I'm amazed at how all of a sudden everybody's gluten conscious. I mean, yeah, I, don't, I think there's a lot of people that have sensitivity that haven't really realized they have sensitivity to gluten. So. You know, yes, we, uh, we, we've seen that as well. It seems to be almost a baseline requirement. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, you think it's a, a real, um, I don't want to call it a medical issue, but I mean, you, do you think people just feel better, um, really, or they think that it's better for you, or what? what is that? I, I didn't understand how everybody suddenly... Uh, had gluten intolerance. You want to take that, Lisa? I have an opinion. Uh, sure. I mean, there's definitely medical reasons people don't eat gluten, um, such as celiac and, and other issues. Um, I personally find, I'm also a type 1 diabetic, so I try to be oh, wow. low carb, um, but I find that the less gluten I eat, not that I cut out gluten completely, but the less gluten I eat, just the lighter I feel. The less my stomach gets upset, um, I just feel better. I mean, I still love pasta every now and then and, um, you know, the occasional bread. I usually have a slice of toast for breakfast, but I just find that I personally feel feel better. So I think there is something to eating less gluten. Uh, yeah. am, I right, am I right in saying that the, the, the French crepe tends, tends to be sweeter, has sort of dessert yes. type of ingredients? Yes, and correct. You, you, haven't, you haven't mentioned that unless, unless I wasn't listening. No, you missed it. She did mention it, actually. Yeah, well, I, was, uh, I must have yeah. been not, not, not have been listening. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, a lot of these places that open as the creperie, um, they really concentrated on the sweet side of it anyhow. Mm-hmm. Correct. I mean, I think that that was a, a predilection of the people opening the, these uh, the shops, that um, restaurants or small uh, dining venues, uh, that they, they favored the sweet, maybe because they thought it was more attractive, you think? Mm-hmm. I think the American consumer doesn't 100% know how to use a crepe, and that's what, you know, we've been trying to educate them on for years, and I think that's also, you know, the reason these creperies do what they do and focus on sweet. Um, when we first started crepini back in 2007, we strictly did the, the traditional French crepe, and it was a great holiday item, but, you know, you can't have a business based off just a holiday item. <laughs> um, so so that's kind of when, you know, we started innovating. We did filled French crepes and kind of which led us to the egg wrap crepe. Um, but I think, I, I think the sweet crepes are delicious savory. You put some ham and some cheese, mm-hmm. and it's, it's great. You know, people don't, I don't think people necessarily understand that you can use a, a sweet crepe for savory. Uh-huh. 
Well, it's like the, the same thing. Um, people who do slightly sweet breads have a hard time getting right. a, a following. Um, it, we've got everybody interested in these now. Um, so <laughs> how does one go about getting it? You have a pretty large distribution level now, but how does the average person lay hands on these products? So we're in um, over 6,000 retail stores nationwide and also in Mexico. Um, oh, Mexico too. Huh? Yes, you, Mexico Do you adjust too. to the Mexican palate? Do you have chili spiced? No, we actually sell our gluten-free grain wrap, um, our 10-inch, which we call our grande. Um, you know, the Mexican consumer just really understands how to use it because they use tortillas. So it's actually doing really well. Exactly. We have um, Spanish packaging, and it's it's doing very well, thankfully. How do you distinguish? Um, than, how do you distinguish yourself from um, the, uh, the the Mexican brands? Um, I think because we we call out that we are an egg tortilla that's the way we market uh-huh. it in um in mexico okay. so the the egg tortilla is a new concept um there's no one else doing it so i think that really distinguishes us and then so in mexico we're sold in costco um and then you can find our egg wraps in Publix, jewel osco sprouts albertson's harris teeter kroger whole foods um our, our crepes are also in, in Sprouts. Um, and then our new omelets are in Publix, Walmart. Um, our wrap-ups are going to be in Costco LA soon. And we're also in um, Wegmans. And the wow. easiest way to find the closest store to you is um, on our website, www.crepini.com. We have a great store locator. Um, and we also ship direct to consumer from our website. Oh, good, and good, good. We have, That's important yeah, information. And, People yeah, are doing this all the time find, anymore, even me. And I mean, I, I really order a lot of things online. You know, yeah, it's, it's, we ship, uh, usually it's two-day shipping, so you get it pretty quickly um, with a bunch of ice because our products are refrigerated. Um, and also, if you can't find it in a store near you, we do have um, a product request form that's now up on our website, and we also have a great customer service team. So if you email us at um, customerservice at creatini.com, we can usually help direct whoever to the closest store to them. Wow. You guys really know your business here. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you. You sound like you've been at it for 100 years, and it's not true. I know that. <laughs> but your help doesn't exist. It's a cutthroat market, specialty food, isn't it? it? It definitely is. But, you know, I think we have a really passionate team. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's my family. It's it's my bread, my butter, it's what we live off of, and we love it. And like Ann said, we it's a big family, you know. And I see Ann on the weekends. We celebrate birthdays together. Ann's daughter and her grandchildren, you know, we all get together. We're just a big family, so we love it. Uh, it sounds wonderful. It sounds like a great environment um, to work in, too. 
Um, well, I, I'm sure you have ideas lined up in your head to, to, to unveil. I'm sure I could just tell <laughs> talking to you. You ideas galore, right? Of course, we try. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, and I mean we can attest that the product quality is very high. So I mean that's two two things here. It's family. Um, it's uh, it's eco friendly. It's uh, healthful. Um, it, there's a lot of variety here, and you have a lot of room to grow too. And I think that's very important because a lot of specialty food people we interview end up in a trap, you know, with a very narrow niche, and it's just not going to go anywhere. But you you two you and your whole family um, seem like you have an endless possibility with this product. <laughs> Keep going because it's great. Well, well, I thank you, you so I, much. I, wanna, for, I, just want, I just wanted to point out one last thing, uh, and probably the most important thing to the consumer is that these products really taste great. Hey, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I thought I said that already. They do taste good. A novel concept. Yeah. I'm, and, yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's become a go-to. And, and you have a pretty long shelf life with them, too, if you don't open them, yeah. right? Correct. So, yeah, so, and, and you can, listeners, you can put a stash in your freezer and go that route as well. Um, yeah. If, yeah, I mean, it's just so convenient. It's just wonderful. I thank you for introducing us to it. Again, it's Carpini and dot com is the website, listeners. And thank you, Lisa and Anne, spelled without the E, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> so much, well, much thank more you. It's success. Been wonderful talking with you. Thank well, you. Yeah, it was great talking nice to you. you guys. I'm I'm waiting to get one wrapped in asparagus. <laughs> That's an interesting uh, idea. Make, yeah, I mean one oh. uh, asparagus uh, spear wrapped in in one of your uh, products. Hmm. Okay, I think. Good. Yeah, I think it sounds Wonderful. good. <laughs> I might yeah. do it tonight. I don't know. Well, thank you again for talking to us and continued success. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 Did you turn it off, Rabbit? Yeah, let me make sure I call it. I'm hanging up. Podcasting services for On The Menu Radio are provided by ASP Station www.aspstation.net Yes, well, we've been eating quite a lot of beans <laughs> lately. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm so happy to hear that. That's the goal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, we're talking to Kat, is it Kavner? Of Heyday yes. Canning company. Uh, why did you call it Heyday? Yeah, so the name Heyday came from a desire that we had 
to kind of capture what we felt was this warm, golden nostalgia around canning and home canning in particular. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, yeah, like not too many generations ago, people used to can up a lot of their own food at home. My grandmother used to do that. My co-founder, Jamie, same for her. And so we felt like there was a lot um, – of, yeah, warmth and, you know, kind of warm and fuzzy nostalgia that we wanted to capture around what canning had once represented in, you know, the American pantry. Um, uh-huh. And then we also... Oh, I mean, I still remember. Yeah. I remember yeah. all the uh, the canned tomatoes, jars of canned tomatoes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and um, it, sometimes they would uh, burst and spill over. and um, It wasn't a fail-safe yeah, but, process. But sweetheart, why bake beans for heaven's sake? We, we were just speculating, listeners, as, as, we, as, we, as we prepared for this, whether or not these beans were going to capture the market in the UK for the full English breakfast. <laughs> we don't have an answer to that yet, but by the, by the, time, by the time you get to the end of this broadcast, you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, well, we decided to start with beans for a couple reasons. So, you know, Jamie Tully is the name of my co-founder in, in Heyday, and so she and I had always we've known each other for a long time, and always wanted to start a food brand of our own. And she and I just love beans. We both eat primarily plant-based diets and eat a lot of beans ourselves, and use them in our home cooking. And you know, typically when we're cooking with beans, we're simmering them in some sort of delicious sauce to make them taste really great and then use them in, you know, tacos or a curry or, you know, a salad or, you know, whatever you want. And we thought, geez, why couldn't you just take that really delicious sauce that makes the bean sort of the center of your meal and and can it up and have that so you could just reach into your pantry and have all of that ready to go. Um, Do you you follow um, Rancho Gordo's? Uh, yes. Yes. I do. I love him. Yeah. We've had him me on the too. show. Uh, yeah. Me. Yeah, I mean, he's amazing. He's done such an incredible job educating people around how to cook with dried beans. Oh, I mean, he makes it sound yeah. so absolutely cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, made, he made the bean cool. That's absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, now, yeah, um, kind of, yeah. But you, you pick beans with the convenience of canning, and um, yeah, and and it it really takes a lot of effort to think ahead to soak beans and cook yeah. the beans and so forth and so on. Um, I was very surprised that you had such a variety of, of beans in cans, and that they were so fresh tasting. I mean, how do you do that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's exactly right. Like cooking dried beans is is lovely and it's something I love to do, but I'm often time strapped and just can't on a weeknight rely on myself <laughs> to do beans fully from scratch. And so I, I use a lot of canned beans in my own cooking and we just love the convenience factor of, of putting everything into a can with all of the flavor that you need to just make a meal. Um, so yeah, I mean, we really what is unique about our products is, you know, not the beans, but it's the sauce that the beans are canned in. And we go to, to great lengths to make sure that the way that those sauces are made at scale is very similar to the way that you make a great sauce in your home kitchen. Um, you have how many varieties? I mean, I was surprised at the varieties I got. 
Yeah, so we have six. We have six different flavors that range from we have an enchilada black bean to a harissa lemon chickpea to a kimchi sesame navy bean. So we're kind of all across the board in terms of different, you know, globally inspired flavor profiles and different types of beans. Uh, now, um, what did you do before this? So I've, I've been in the natural foods CPG, you know, consumer packaged goods industry for my whole career. So um, I got my start working at another food startup called Sweet Earth Natural Foods, and we made primarily frozen vegetarian and vegan items like veggie burgers and frozen burritos and frozen entrees, things like that. Um, so that, mm-hmm. that was where I got my start. And then I worked at Cliff Bar for several years um, in, in brand management and then did some consulting work for a variety of different food and beverage startups before before launching Heyday. So, um have, yeah, but have you didn't leave a Wall Street job to go because we have no, so many guests no. <laughs> that, that drop out from um, the law profession to um, yeah. to chocolate making or to, you know, yeah. <laughs> who is the yeah, guy totally. we interviewed that makes nothing but uh, pickles on the West Coast? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel like you do hear that all the time, people that burn out in these really intense corporate environments and then pursue their, their passion. But I... I have always loved food and, you know, I consider myself very lucky that I sort of found my way right away into the food industry. And yeah, so I've, I've been here all along and this is my first rodeo doing something on my own, which is a totally different ball game. Yeah, well, that's true. Now let's, let's yeah. get, let's get our audience real excited. Listeners, wait, wait till you hear this list of source, sources that you can get through Heyday. Go ahead, dear. Yeah, so the the full lineup of the product. Do the full lineup. Do the full lineup. The full lineup. Yeah, the full lineup that we have are enchilada black beans, our harissa lemon chickpeas, coconut curry chickpeas, tomato alavaca cannellini beans, kimchi sesame navy beans, and last but not least, the apricot glazed baked beans. So hopefully something for everybody between all of those flavors. And I don't think we've tried the apricot one yet, have we, have did you recall? Did we try that? Hello, are you there? Oh, 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 oh! I thought you were. No, I meant I'm I, talking I, I, to I, Peter. I was oh, talking to Peter. Oh, I, I, I don't know. No, a couple of them are still in the cupboard. I mean, we. we was we, that was that a savory one or not with the apricots? That one's pretty sweet. That one's pretty sweet. It's, it's like a. Was sweet. Yeah, sweet baked bean, but has a more sort of tangy, fruity profile. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, the, uh, the, you've won awards with your products, haven't you? We have, yeah. We, we were you know, pretty brand new and very lucky to already have had some nice recognition. We won a, um, a food industry award called a Nextie. Um, there's a big trade show called Expo West that happens every right. March out in Anaheim. Yeah, I'm sure you've been before. And so we, we, we won an award put on by the organizers of that show for Best New Pantry Item on our coconut curry chickpeas, which was really Oh, exciting. that was the first one we tried. I was, oh. I'm not a big coconut fan, but I loved them. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, I'm so happy to hear it. Yeah, you, you seem to balance everything. Nothing's overkill. Even the kimchi. Yeah. I mean, nothing's overkill in your you. life. That one... The kimchi one was really hard to balance. That one took us many, many, many tries to get right. Yeah, okay. There's so many, yeah, strong ingredients in that one. The kimchi and the gochujang and the sesame oil, it's a lot to keep 
in harmony. But um, I love that flavor. I think that one came out really good. It was very good. I really enjoyed that. Miss Anne's Miss Anne's really crazy about black beans. I yeah, I'm crazy about black beans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, black I mean, beans. A, pa- are, a pantry without uh, black beans is no pantry at all, as we say around yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Well, you know, when, when I spent a lot of time in Central America, I mean, they had black beans in Guatemala for breakfast, mm, lunch, dinner, yeah. and in between. And yeah, you know, it, yeah. and I thought you know it would be um, too heavy, and that you'd put on weight, but but that you didn't. So I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, I think they're filling because of all the fiber and, and protein, and they're pretty low calorie, really. So they're such a nutritious, healthy food, and you know, obviously a staple in so many cuisines around the world. And yeah, we should all be eating more beans. They're so good for you. Well, you know about blue zones, right? Yeah, the yeah. Ones that people. Well, they interviewed um, somebody from Blue Zone in uh, Sardinia. And they asked him what the secret to his longevity was, and he said beans. There you go. <laughs> you ought to incorporate that one. <laughs> yeah, now, I know. Now, that's a good one. <laughs> now, here's a, here's a question for you. Why, why, are, why are beans so popular in Boston? It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't seem like a very Yankee kind of thing to... <laughs> Yeah, I you know but, I don't but, but know. They are, right? Yeah, th- no, they. I mean, Boston baked beans are are definitely a thing, and you know, I think it has really long roots to. Oh yeah. You know, when people first settled from England, and you know, baked beans obviously are are huge in the UK. Um, so I think it probably just goes back that far, and then they you know kind of adapted a New England style baked bean recipe using maple syrup and and brown sugar and things like that. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it goes back really, really far. Yeah, so the, pilgr- the Pilgrims probably brought them over with them. Yeah, they brought a can of Heinz baked beans on the ship, on the Mayflower. <laughs> would, it, would there have been Heinz or would there have been Campbell's? Yeah, they well, yeah, coming over from England probably would have been the Heinz ones. Um, yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I lived abroad in Australia for a couple years, and oh, you know, yeah, yeah. where'd you live? I lived in Canberra, um, the capital. How did you really? Yeah, I know people are always surprised by that one. They're like, hmm, not Sydney, not Melbourne, Canberra, but um, I loved next, it there. It was, next, next, yeah. next. <laughs> we next, lived in next, Geelong. Next, next, next oh, specialty. really? Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. we lived next, in Geelong. The next specialty can be meat pies. Yeah, exactly. Meat pies, sausage rolls, all kinds of Aussie info. But, I mean, yeah, they <laughs> eat, they, you definitely feel the British influence there. They eat a lot of baked beans and Heinz baked beans are, are huge and you know they have the full Aussie breakfast with, with baked beans and eggs and the whole deal and you know yeah, we see all these photographs of, of, of from, you know not not fine dining but just places to eat in, in the UK and they always have a bottle of Heinz ketchup on the table <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, now, how how do people get your your beans yeah so right now we're sold nationwide with whole foods so that's the best bet around the country for people to go find us in stores um oh good so i can get it at whole foods that's great 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we should have all six flavors at your local Whole Foods. Um, and, you know, if you don't have a Whole Foods in your neighborhood, we are selling them online, heydaycanning.com. You can purchase a six-pack of one of each flavor if you want to just try the whole lineup and find your favorite, or we sell six packs of each individual flavor. So yeah. we have online no. and offline options. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's you, 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 com, right? No, no, uh, no company, just heydaycanning.com. Oh, heydaycanning.com, listeners, and Correct. H-E-Y-D-A-Y. Yes. What, yes. what does heyday really mean? Is it like the, I mean, how old is the expression is that? Yeah, I don't know. The I don't know how far back it dates, but, you know, it it refers to like a golden era of, you know, a, a time in someone's life or something's, lifespan uh-huh. and um so you know we again kind of chose that name because we wanted to both harken back to this kind of like golden era of canning and then also suggest that we're creating a new heyday of canned goods defined by a more modern approach to flavor and, and quality so well we, we have a tremendous advantage that, and there's no way you you could have known this but we we, we live about 400 yards from a super big whole food store Oh, oh, cool. Great. They're going to be redoing that. I mean, now that Amazon is in charge, um, they're going yeah. to be cutting staff. Um, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't sound good to me. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I've seen that at my local Whole Foods. They recently, somewhat recently, put in the self-checkout. And, I mean, so many people are going through that now that you can kind of see the writing on the wall that they're just not going to need as many people in store. And, um, yeah, it's happening, Whole Foods and everywhere else, but um, certainly not something that you like to see go. Right. Um, now, where where do you go from here? So you've made your name with canned beans but where do you go for the future of your company how do you expand you've got more beans there's certainly plenty of beans in in the world yeah 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 so i mean for us it'll be a combination of things you know we're, we're at whole foods now and we're we're starting to open up other retailers across the country so we have you know many many more grocery stores that we'd like to get onto store shelves we can get in front of more people and then from you know in terms of new products that we'll bring to market, we, we look down the whole canned food aisle and we just see so much opportunity to reimagine, you know, a lot of like very uninspired products that have been sitting on shelves but, for years. Yeah, years. terrible. Why? I mean, I just wonder yeah. why. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll answer your question first and then we can talk a little bit more about that. But yeah, I mean, so for us, we look at, you know, categories like canned soup and canned chili and even vegetables and fruits and we just see so much potential to really reinvigorate those very tired spaces. and Oh, especially things. somebody yeah. please do a canned chili that's edible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love cooking chili at home. And, you know, I, again, eat mostly vegetarian, so do a bean-based chili with a lot of veggies. And I love it. I think it's delicious. And yeah, one, one, of my, so one, one of my personal trainers at the gym, um, he, he makes chili. And he does uh-huh. he a variety of chili, and and he he makes batches of it and freezes it, and he'll bring me a, a quart of it. You know he oh, does that's the. Awesome. Oh yeah, I mean, so I'm, one day actually I came home and, and Peter sees me walking in the door. He says, "Where's the food?" So I, I said, <laughs> "The gym is." I said, 
<laughs> the owner of the gym also owned owned a bakery. <laughs> it's kind of a it's a sec it's a good uh, third place. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. so you do have you you think first of all you're going to do expanding outlets and and so forth, and then you will expand um, your uh, product line. So that's yeah. kind of the direction. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it'll take us time to, to do all of those things, you know, we're talking about over years and years to come, hopefully, um, that we will eventually get to soups and chilies and hopefully veggies and fruits one day as well. But, um, yeah, oh, really? that's sort of our, our long-term plan. Yeah, we would like to. I mean, I think vegetables, canned vegetables are not good. <laughs> and, and so many oh, people please. have, like, such, like, horrific memories of being forced to eat canned green oh, beans or whatever. The, oh, the green table. beans, aren't they awful? And, and yeah, there was that so one thing. Yeah, oh, it's awful. Yeah. And, and gray. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think that would be a challenge, and we haven't even attempted it. But I do think the idea of making really delicious vegetable, like I think about – you know, I think one, one problem with a lot of canned food, you have to work with – the canning process instead of against it. And what I mean by that, the process of canning is basically just you're cooking at high heat for a long time. And so you wouldn't just put green beans on the stove and boil them endlessly. You're going to end up with a sad (laughs) sort of like limp green bean, and that's like what you get out of a can. So I think you have to kind of like work with that process and, and kind of select for things that do well under high heat for a long time. So I think about in canned vegetables, like, oh, could you do a really delicious eggplant that's canned up in like a miso ginger sauce or something like that, and it would get, you know, really tender and and delicious and kind of braised. So anyway, I mean, I think there's things that we could do there that are really different than the way that people have thought about canned vegetables in the past. Well, did did you have to search and find a a canning processor that you trusted is that like the first step or what yeah that was yes that was the first step and that that first step took almost two years (laughs) to figure out i mean that was a really that prevented us from getting going for a long time because there was just not many people out there that were interested in working with our kinds of products like if you think about what canned food is today it's commodity very, very simple commodity products that are really, really cheap. And so the only way to make money as a manufacturer making commodity products is to make a ton of them. So they run at huge volumes, and everything has to be very, very simple. And our products are, you know, not small. Yeah, where they're not simple, and the volumes are not that big because we're just starting out. So finding someone that was, you know, willing to work with us and excited about creating something really culinary in a can was like finding a needle in the haystack, quite frankly. So that, that did take a while to, to figure out. Well, did you hire the chef, or you, you serve as, as the chef designers of the products? Yeah, so my, my partner Jamie and I serve as the, the, design, the primary designers of the products. So um, we both, from a culinary standpoint, neither of us are classically trained as chefs, but we love food and love home cooking. So we you know, both consider ourselves pretty strong home cooks with, you know, palettes that, that we trust and we think that we can create really good stuff. And then Jamie is trained as a food scientist, so she has more of that oh, really? technical skill set of how you take something that you cook in a home kitchen and make it work at, at scale. Oh, see, that, that's yeah. the missing link. That's the part I, was, I didn't yeah. know how that worked. So she knows yeah. about that because that's, 
that's a stretch. I mean, it's not anybody it could is. just, yes, anybody yeah. just couldn't dream up a, a flavor or put it in a can. I mean, it's just not like that. Totally. But, but you yeah, have, you have to understand. Yeah, go ahead. You, you actually start, though, with, with some kind of dried bean. Yeah. Am I mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so we start, you know, there's sort of two main components. There's the bean and the sauce, and so we start right. with a dried bean on the bean side, and then we make our sauce, and then they get combined in the can, and then the beans actually, they get blanched prior to canning, but they finish cooking in the can. Um, in the can? So that's sort of, yeah, a lot of people don't know that, but yeah, I mean, most, like if you just buy a can of plain, plain canned beans in water, most likely those beans were either just put into the can dry or maybe blanched a little bit, but the, the beans, for the most part, are getting cooked as they're getting canned. I'll be darned. All right. I've never been big on canning. I now I watched my mother sweat over that canning for years. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> I mean, I was yeah. always convinced that that, that um, somehow or other I'd get food poisoning if I tried it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, canning is a serious business with food safety. That's for sure. You have to be really, you have to know what you're doing. Right. Well, listen, I, I, I wish you continued success. I mean, you're certainly making um, pleasant shockwaves in the system with your products and in all the competitions, thank and you. you seem to be doing all the right things. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, keep us posted on what you branch out into next. I mean, you're, yeah, you're going how long you're, you're going to spend a considerable amount of time just expanding your market. And, and then, and then, like, when do you think you'll start with the new products? Yeah, like, I think we probably wouldn't launch new products for another year, uh, at mm-hmm. least. So, yeah, I think we'll spend the balance of 23 and probably at least the first half of 24 just focused on establishing the, the bean business and getting that into more stores and making sure that that's doing well before we introduce anything new. Um, oh, so it'll be a little smart. while until we have something new to share. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's a, a great start. And uh, listeners, you, you. you really should really should try this. It's, I mean, it saves so much effort and gives you so much benefit in flavor and nutrition. It's just, it's, it's, you know, when you, you need to round out a meal, this is it. Again, uh, <laughs> yeah. Heyday Canning Company is the, is the answer to your issues. And uh, <laughs> as I said, continued success. You're going great there. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, well, it was fun, Kat. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you.